grateful, Father, for everything you do, your love, your grace, Lord, the, the jobs that you've given us, Lord, the strength that you continue to give us, Lord. We're so grateful, Father, that you open up opportunities for us, Lord, in difficult times, that you're with us in difficult times, Father. We trust in you, Lord, and believe in you, Jesus. We ask that these tithes and these offerings be, that we're lifted up, Father, just continue to bless this ministry, continue to guide us, Lord, and uh, just to be a blessing for your kingdom, Jesus. We also ask for the word that's uh, been prepared today, Lord, that you prepare our hearts, Father, and, and just uh, remove any kind of obstacle, Lord, that doesn't allow your precious word to get to what needs to get to, Father, where it needs to get to, Jesus. And we ask this all in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. God bless everyone. You might, y'all may be seated, brothers and sisters. God bless the group uh, this morning also. Thank God for his mercy, amen, for his mercy and his grace. If it wasn't for his mercy and his grace. God's been so good to us, and the way we can combat anything in our lives is just by thinking about God's goodness. I'll tell you one thing, that's the way you can combat anything in your life. I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know what you're experiencing in your life details of it everybody has a story everybody has something a journey that they've gone through to get here but i know one thing that thinking about the goodness of god thinking about what god has done in your life changes perspective takes you out of sometimes some pits that are that we could be in through this journey so praise the lord dos todos esta mañana hermanos espero que todos también Yo sé que muchas veces uh, todos nosotros venimos con diferentes cargas. Pero una cosa puedo decir que pensando en qué bueno es Dios, qué bueno, qué misericordioso es en nuestras vidas, puede cambiar uh, uh, lo que estás pasando ahorita. Instantáneamente puede cambiar. Se puede sentir algo diferente de Dios. This is like an instant solution to your life. You understand that you, if you're, if you're carrying a burden, if you've got a burden with you today, just thinking about how good God is, can instantly remove it from you? I'm talking about that because see what happens is something takes over and makes us think that it can't be removed, but God can remove it. God can remove it. I get excited with that when God has removed things in my life and uh, has helped me through things. Amen. God is good. Amen. God bless the classes this morning. God bless all the kids and the youth this morning. Just when we got the, los clases, hermanos. Like we were talking about Wednesday, this is a continuation of uh, uh, the message. Or the title of the message on, uh, on Wednesday was The Sign of the Times. And it's been difficult. It's been difficult uh, these past few years for us to understand what is happening. It's a little confusing at times to look around and say, why are we going through things that we're going through? Why are things happening around us? It could be a little confusing to your average person that says, this doesn't make sense. This is not normal. Is this the new normal as terms as we've heard before? 
And it's difficult if we rely on our own intelligence and our own thought process and not what God has prophesied to come. There's something that assures us, there's something that makes us feel more confident knowing that God has a plan for us and that there is a plan for us. Yo pienso muchas veces, hermanos, que estamos pasando cosas en nuestras vidas que a veces viene la ansiedad, vienen cosas porque eso no es normal. ¿Qué está pasando aquí? Que muchas veces estoy uh, uh, oyendo cosas que están pasando en, en la vida que nunca han pasado. No entiendo lo que está pasando. Y hay muchas personas que no, no saben la palabra de Dios, no entienden la palabra de Dios que va a pasar en estos tiempos. There's a lot of people that don't know the word of God, don't understand the word of God. We'd rather not know. Some people would not. If it's bad news, don't tell me. Hay unos que dicen, si es, si es mala noticia, no me dices. Pero si es un aviso. But if it's a warning. Something to take you out of your, what you think is normal. What you think is Okay we accept as change is sometimes leading to the end. That's why in, uh, on the message on, on Wednesday, as we were talking about the sign of the times, I, I pointed out three books that are very important, in, as Jesus describes in Luke and, um, and also uh, Matthew and Mark. We read out of Luke, and I found it uh, interesting, and, and Luke was the only passages that talked about the example of the woman that gave everything. The other passages talk about the temple and how they were amazed with how the temple looked and how it was decorated. But Jesus kind of got them out of that thought process saying, look, what you're seeing right now in this temple is not going to even be here one day. And they were shocked and saying, oh, what is that day like? And in these passages, Jesus talks about them, and I asked everybody on Wednesday if you guys could study those because we only read a few verses out of it, but I wanted you guys to be uh, um, prepared for what we were going to talk about today. Les pedí el miércoles, hermanos, que si podían leer los capítulos en Mateo, en Marcos, en Lucas. Estamos leyendo de Lucas unos, unos versículos, pero no leemos todo el capítulo. Es importante entender lo que está pasando en, estas, en estos días, lo que va a venir en estos días, lo que va a venir. Va a venir cosas en estos días. Things are going to come in these days. Challenges are going to come in these days. And unfortunately, as Jesus points out in all the books, in all the chapters, he says what? Don't be deceived. Because deception is going to come in these days. You see, they were led by a physical um, emotion, seeing with their eyes and thinking that's what it was. And Jesus said, there's more to the story. You see, this woman gave everything. Yes, the man gave, but he had plenty to give. She gave everything. So he starts with that. He goes, don't be deceived just like you were just deceived because there's some things you're not going to understand and confusions that are going to happen. Esto pasa muchas veces, hermanos, que los confundemos 
lo que está pasando, uh, creemos que sabemos algo que se escuchó, se escuchó una vez y creemos que es verdad. Y la Biblia habla de muchas cosas, hermanos, que debemos buscar la verdad en ella. The Bible talks about a lot of things, so we need to search the scriptures to make sure we're finding the truth in it. Are we finding the truth in the word of God? Because God will show us the truth, amen? Because if we search for it, we will find it. I'd like for us to start reading in Matthew 10, 22. This message is going to require engagement, amen? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you caught that one <laughs> right out of the chute, because if we can't figure that out, we're in a bit of trouble. This message is going to uh, uh, require divine revelation. And God can give that to us today, amen? Matthew 10, 22 reads, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. So, brothers and sisters, aquí dice la palabra de Dios, hermanos, que, que y seréis aborrecidos de todos por mi nombre. If you've been hated your life, And you've just been hated because you're a hateable kind of guy or girl. There's no glory in that. There's some people that, let's just be honest, you don't want to be around. We talked about it before. You know, if you're a person that's bitter, if you're a person that gossips, do you really want to be around that? Come on! Everybody's like looking at me like, where's this? Hold on a second here. But it's the truth. But if you're hated because of the precious name of Jesus and what he stood for, we know that there's honor in that. But he also declares that you are going to be hated for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Mas el que soportará, soportaré hasta el fin esté Seré salvo. So it's declaring something here, brothers and sisters. Have you been hated for his name? This is a, this is a time clock, because remember here in this chapter, he's talking, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, in the chapter we're going to read in chapter 24 in Matthew, he starts to talk about the end, end times. For ver verse 23 reads, But when they persecute you in this city, flee ye into another. For verily I say unto you, ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man come. Hermanos, vamos a hallar un tiempo donde, y estamos en este tiempo ahorita que dicen que lo que es bueno es malo. Lo que es justo no es justo. We're going to come to a, a, a day where what was right is wrong. What was just is unjust. Things are going to change. Things are going to turn. We're in those days. If you haven't paid attention to it and 
than the very beginning of 24 when he says, do not be deceived. Deception could be there if, we're, if we don't awaken ourselves to this, where they start calling things that are unjust, just. So this is very important for us to be vigilant and strong in these times and know what's righteous and know what's right. The Word of God is right. And we want to stay in the Word of God, amen? If we turn to Romans 5.3, si voltamos, hermanos, para Romanos 5.3, Y no solo esto, más aún nos gloriamos en las tribulaciones. Sabiendo que la tribulación produce paciencia. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation work, worketh patience. Now, brothers and sisters, some of us don't understand that as this journey with Christ is hard at times, we see the glory of God at times, that this journey with God is establishing something in us. No entendemos a veces, hermanos, unas cosas que a veces es duro este caminar con Dios. Es duro. Pero es duro sin Dios. Es más duro sin Dios. ¿Qué esperanza tiene el mundo? What hope does the world have? We have a hope and understanding that that there's something with what's happening, there's something what's going on, there's something that is building inside of us. This patience that is building inside, this purification. For those of us that have walked with Christ for years, we've seen change in our lives. We've seen change in our lives. And you know what? And, and, and we pray that, that not only we've seen it, that those that have known us have seen it. Because it's not one thing to feel like we're changing. It's another thing that our fruits show what's true. We keep on reading here in verse 4. And patience, experience, and experience hope. Y la paciencia prueba, y la prueba esperanza. So, brothers and sisters, you see, this is not abnormal to us on what's going on. If life is, is hard right now, if there's a struggle in your life right now, if, you know, you can't scratch your head and say, why is this happening? But what you got to understand is that God is doing something. Isn't it nice to know that God is doing something? Even though you're scratching your head and you don't understand what he's doing, he's doing something. And Paul right here tries to explain to the Romans, like, you, you could question a lot of things and you could want all the answers, but just understand that this is a process. It's getting you closer to God. It's building something in you. We understand that God is building something in us. Entendemos que Dios está estableciendo algo dentro de nosotros. Hablando Pablo aquí que la vida sí va a tener sus problemas, va a tener sus dificultades. Pero en todo eso Dios está haciendo algo. Dios está haciendo algo en nosotros. It's exciting to know that, that God is doing something in you. And you know what's crazy about this? Just the way it's a personal relationship with Christ, it's a personal thing he's doing with you. Just because you don't see it around you and you can't understand it, and you know, how come that? How come this? Uh-uh, it's personal for you. This is personal for you, God speaks to. 
That excites me, you know, it excites me when he's catered this to me. Because I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. But I know God does. And all, all I know is that I could be guided by what he's doing in me. If we turn to James 1.12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Benventurado el varón que sufre la tentación. Porque cuando fuere probado, recibirá la corona de vida que Dios ha prometido a los que le aman. The endurance builds stamina. The stamina allows us to be in this race. There's some people that don't want endurance. And that's why the word of God says, don't be deceived, because many are going to be deceived in that day. Because many of us weren't working our faith. Yes, times are difficult. Yes, there's challenges now, but they're nothing to what we know is to come. But yet, if we're not working our faith right now, and building our endurance right now, and establishing our stamina right now, and helping those that are around us understand what it takes to work our faith, to build our faith, being examples of the faith. What are we leaving behind? Sí, hermanos, es importante de cambiar nuestro mental y entender lo que está diciendo aquí Pablo a mí Santiago aquí que es importante que nuestra fe está trabajándose porque no, si, si no se trabaja en esos tiempos que viene si no estamos dejando algo con nuestras familias un, una esperanza algo que ellos pueden decir así se hacen las cosas Así necesito continuar mi vida como los ejemplos. Then what have we done? So we start to read in Mark 13, but before we read there, I want to talk about a couple of things because I think it's critical. I think it's critical as the church is established and the church has been established for many years. Church got established, as we see in the book of Acts, where Peter, in front of everyone, mentioned the crucifixion of Christ. And their people opened up their eyes, and many were saved that day. But through the years, things have come into the church. And we've got to understand that, that deception has come because, you see, when the enemy sees that God's will is being done and being established, then the, the, the enemy's got to put a spoon in it. 
Entendemos, hermanos, que la iglesia se estableció hace años. Si, si vamos para el libro de Hechos y podemos, podemos ver cosas que Pedro estaba hablando a, a, a la gente diciendo, ¿sabían quién era el Cristo? ¿Qué pasó con Cristo? Que Él vino a salvar el mundo, lo crucificaron. ¿Qué hacemos, uh, Pedro? Repentíense. Baptícense en el nombre de Jesús. En ese tiempo comenzó la iglesia, uh, gente lo aceptaron. Pero en ese momento también el diablo quería meter cuchara. Y estaba tan po poderoso el amor de Dios, eh, el, el revelación, porque nunca personas oyeron esto en toda esa área. Estaban viajando discípulos para diferentes países. Países que nunca han oído las buenas noticias. Estaba trabajando Dios. Pero ahí vino el enemigo con su cuchara. Y comenzó a poner opinión de hombre. No de Dios. You see, brothers and sisters, the enemy can deceive many because if many don't do the research, if many don't look into the word of God and Many can be deceived with opinions of man. If you noticed on Wednesday, I said, read those chapters. Some of us might have read those chapters. Some of us might have not have read those chapters. For the ones that might have not have read the chapters, you've got to ask yourself, how engaged am I in my belief? Or am I a person that just believes something that I hear? That's just... Personal comment. Les pregunté, les pide a todos hermanos que leían los tres capítulos que de Mateo, Marcos y Lucas. Y a unos sí lo hicieron, a unos pueden decir, ya lo entiendo y está bien. Pero, ¿cómo estás en tu fe? En tu, en tu creer. Si oyes algo, nomás lo crees. Estás buscando de Dios. Estás buscando de Dios que te revela. Are we searching? Are we asking God to show us? Do we wake up with a purpose? Or do we just wake up with, no, that's just the way it is. That's the way I was raised. I was raised to believe this. Some of us were raised to believe certain things that that's not going to last very long once we enter into some difficult things. Because then we're going to be scratching our head and saying, I thought they said something. But what did the word of God say? What did the word of God say? We have a responsibility to be partakers of this. And as I did some research, one of the, you know, there's a, there's a lot of customary things that we've talked about here in the church and we've studied about and we've gone through in Revelations, right? As we study stuff, we're like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know this. And if I didn't know this, and I didn't know this. If I didn't know this, I didn't know this. For some of us, you guys should be shouting out of your seats because it's the truth. But for some of us, we fully didn't understand it, so we didn't fully accept it. We just partake with it. As we talk about this, this is where the roots don't grow that long. But one of the things that I think are important to talk about in the church is about the end times, as we mentioned, I mentioned on Wednesday, and one of the things about the end times and, and, and something that we got to look into and how it started was the talk about the rapture. It's a sensitive subject. 
how the, how the pastor used to talk about before my dad used to say, he goes, you know, sometimes you don't see horns, you say long horns in the religious. Because that's one thing, you know, when, you're, when our fight is against principalities that are evil and it's mechanisms of the devil, it's another thing when we think we're in the same fight and yet there's a religious battle to it. So what is the word of God say? about the rapture. Let's look a little bit more about, before we look into the word of God, let's look to see where a lot of these things were established. And in 1850, a gentleman by the name of John Darby, this is a long time ago, wasn't it, 1850? When was the church established again? Let's go back 2,000 years. In 1850, a gentleman by the name of John Darby started writing about this. And he started writing because there was a woman by the name of Margaret McDonald out of Ireland who said she had a dream, a vision. Oh, it always starts with one of those. Be careful. If sometimes that doesn't correspond to the word of God, be careful. Be very careful of I feel. I feel like God told me. Oh, okay, that's great. Where's that at in the word of God? Because the word of God will confirm it. So this gentleman started saying that this, or this woman said that she, she felt that, you know, before the end of the world, that the church was going to be taken out. And so what happened is that it became exciting for people. It was like, yes, this is 1850. And so people got excited about it. That sounds good to me. Sign me up. You're telling me I don't have to go through chapter 24, Matthew? I don't have to go to persecution, tribulation? Sign me up. So, of course, as the word of God started, it started getting infiltrated with this information. And what we're going to be studying today is we want to study what the word of God says. How many of us want to know what the word of God says? I want to know what the word of God says. Yo quiero saber, hermanos, porque uh, en hablando es, es rapto, el rapto. Eso es una, una cosa en religión, hermanos, que es bien delicado. A veces, como estaba diciendo, te, puedes tener cuernitos así, pero cuando comienzas a hablar de cosas que son bien delicadas, los cuernos se salen más. ¿Por qué? Porque, ¿cómo vas a hablar de eso? ¿Cómo yo estoy ofendido? Eh, yo, 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 yo nací así, yo crecí así. Pues, Pero estamos hallando aquí que eres una opinión de una persona que comenzó esto. Tú lo puedes buscar en los libros, no estoy diciendo esa historia. Si miras donde comenzaron de hablar de eso, no eran los tiempos de Dios que vamos a leer aquí en la Biblia. Era un tiempo que una mujer tuvo un sueño y se oyó bien la cosa. ¿Cómo no se oye bien eso? Que no vas a pasar nada. Pero es bíblico. Necesitamos ver si es bíblico. See, I like this stuff because, see, this is now the, the buildup is there for the challenge, right? It's like, you know, everybody's like, okay, what's he going to do now? How's he going to get past this? How's he going to get out of this one? <laughs> I don't know. Help me. Praise the Lord. But we're going to start reading in Matthew and Mark, I'm sorry, 13.3, as my brother has it right here. Praise the Lord. And he sat upon the Mount of Olives. 
over against the temple, Peter, James, and John, and Andrew asked him privately. Now look, in, uh, in the other books, in, in Matthew and, and Luke, in Matthew and Luke, they don't mention, they say disciples. But here, see, see the word of God is so precious. Just take some time. Take some time and find them. And look at right here in this one, it mentions who some of them were. This is important. So there's details, right, as they're witnesses, and they're writing everything that Jesus is talking about here. And it says, and Andrew asked him privately. Listen to this. They asked him privately. Verse 4. Tell us when shall these things be? And what things are they? The things we talked about on Wednesday. Tell us about the end. Again, I mentioned this. Could you imagine being in the presence of the person that knows the end? Knows the end because he knew the beginning. Would you just be sitting there or no? These guys took advantage and say, hey, can you tell us a little about the end here? I want to know. What shall the signs, what shall be the signs when all these things shall be fulfilled? Verse 5. And Jesus answering them began to say, Take heed, lest any man deceive you. We read this on Wednesday, right, in, in Luke. He says it again. Be careful. Or you could be deceived in this. See, here's where the battle is now, because I put myself out on Wednesday saying, hey, research it. Some of us did, some of us didn't. Because I don't want you to be deceived. I don't want to be deceived. So Jesus tells them then that any man deceive you, verse 6. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. You know, brothers and sisters, right now there is such an opportunity, such an such a, uh, opportunity for uh, having church in different ways. And unfortunately, there's a lot of scandals happening in the church too, and they've been through the years. Big churches, they're finding out things in big churches, and it's sad that this has been for years. Jesus is saying here, hey, be careful because there's going to be people that will come in my name to deceive you. How do you know if they're, not de- if they're deceiving you? Is it through the word of God? ¿Cómo sabemos, hermanos, si estamos siendo engañados? Es por la palabra de Dios, como dije. Es un filtro para nosotros. Todo lo que sale de ella es bueno para nosotros. I've talked about this before in the past, that the word of God is a filter. Anything that comes out of the word of God to me, I can receive. But if I'm not putting it through the word of God and I'm just receiving it, then there, I got, there's a risk, there's a chance that I could be deceived. We keep on reading here, verse 7. And when ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be ye not troubled, for such things must needs be, but the end shall not be yet. Verse 8, for nations shall rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms, and there shall be earthquakes in diverse places, and there shall be famines and troubles. These are the beginning of sorrows. Take heed to yourselves, for they shall deliver you up to councils, and in the synagogues ye shall be beaten, and ye shall be brought before rulers and kings for my sake for a testimony against them. And the gospel must first be published among all nations. But when 
They shall lead you and deliver you up. Take no thought beforehand what ye shall speak, neither do ye premeditate. But whatsoever shall be given you in that hour, that speak ye, for it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost. Now the brother shall betray the brother to death, and the father the son, and children shall rise up against their parents, and shall cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Now, as Jesus is talking about these things, and, and this has to be deep. <laughs> you can imagine these disciples saying, I don't know, maybe at one time saying, I'm sorry I asked. What? Because they hadn't experienced the crucifixion yet and seeing what Jesus was going to go through for his love. They haven't drank from that cup yet, but they were going to drink from that cup. And that's the thing, brothers and sisters, that sometimes it's, it's great to have a positive outcome in something, but it's also good to have an understanding of why things are happening and a confidence that God has a plan for us. Es bueno, hermanos, que, que tenemos, que siempre hay algo bueno. ¿Quién quiere traer malas noticias? ¿Aquí alguien? ¿Le gusta traer malas noticias? O oh, mándame a mí, yo me gusta, yo, yo lo digo. Si eres, es... Pero es cierto, ¿quién quiere traer malas noticias? Nadie. Pero esas buenas noticias, ¿por qué? Porque es un aviso para nosotros, para nuestra familia. And as, you know, God was working through the message, and, and this isn't just this week, this has been for a, a while, as, as, uh, because there's a lot of things that unfortunately have come into the church to deceive the church, to pull the church away. And, and, we, and we see the word of God saying that in, in, in these times that many will wax what? Que en estos tiempos, estamos viendo, hermanos, que muchas cosas se, se meten en la iglesia porque dice que en estos tiempos que se van a resfriar muchos. So, if many are going to wax cold, then what does that mean? Is that many aren't going to really care about, well, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear good stuff. I want to feel good about myself. I want to have a different, I want to have a good perspective of my life. I want to lift, build me up. But sometimes the word of God has to tear you down before it builds you up. We understand that process, what a remodeling process is. Sometimes we're not working it on a clean slate here, unfortunately. It's great when our children are young and we can work on a clean slate, right? That's beautiful, right? But some of us were already in some remodeling states. And the demolition starts. But man, it looks awesome when he's done. It looks awesome when he's done. There's something about that process when we start to see what he's doing. I, did, I never saw that I needed a window there, God. Thank you for putting it there. There's some new light in this room. Because our God is awesome. And I, and I want to read something here, and I want to talk a little about, about this person. In 1974, a person by the name of Corey Ten, Ten Boom, she was a survivor of the Holocaust. Everybody know what the Holocaust is? 
Voy a leer algo aquí, hermanos, de uno que, una persona que escribió una letra en, en el, uh, no, no, how do you say, 1974. Mil, why do you say so fast, Joe? Eso, 1964. Oh, 70. Okay, so yo mejor ahí. Brother Joe was telling me like he, was, like he, he gave somebody the bill. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But she wrote this letter, and I'd and I, I just like to read it here because, remember, let's understand her perspective. She survived the Holocaust. Okay? So let's read what she says here. I'm going to read it as quickly as I can, but I'm going to put on my eyes, okay? Are you guys okay with me putting on my eyes here? I can still see you. I just can't see this. Yes, I'm getting old, okay? So she wrote this. There are some among us teaching that there will be no tribulation that the children will be able to escape all of this. These are the false teachers that Jesus was warning us to expect in the latter days. Most of them have little knowledge of what is already going on across the world. Listen to this. I have been in countries where the saints are already suffering terrible persecution. Now, this is a person that dedicated their life after surviving the Holocaust, dedicated their life to a ministry. So she says she's been around the world and she's seen this persecution. In China, the Christians were told, this is 1974. Can you imagine today? This is 1974. She's talking about this. Could you imagine what, how bad it is today? And we hear about this stuff. In China, the Christians were told, don't worry. Before the tribulation comes, you will be translated, raptured. Then came a terrible persecution. Millions, millions, millions of Christians were tortured to death. Later, I heard a bishop from China say, sadly, we have failed. We should have made the people strong for persecution rather than telling them Jesus would come first. Tell the people how to be strong in times of persecution, how to stand when the tribulation comes, to stand and not faint. I feel I have a divine mandate. Listen to this. This is, I mean, come on, brother. It's just, you know, some of us, we have jobs. We have our own lives, you know, raising our kids. But when you have a divine mandate that God has put this on you, that's special. We, we know that, that that's special. When God puts something on you that you forget everything and just do what God has told you. I have a divine mandate to go and tell the people of this world that it is possible to be strong in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are in training for the tribulation, but more than 60% of the body of Christ across the world has already entered into the tribulation. 1974. There is no way to escape it. We are next, since I have already gone through prison for Jesus' sake. And since I met the bishop in China, now every time I read the good Bible text, I think, hey, I can use that in the time of tribulation. You know what? When you have a warning, you start preparing. Today. Some of us are offended already by what's being said, and we don't have any knowledge base in. It's just how we've believed, like I said. I didn't want to believe what my father believed. Just because he believed it. 
I wanted to believe it because God revealed it to me. Are we feeling that here? There's an impact when God sees that you have a desire to know more about your salvation. Es terrible, hermanos, que muchas veces, como estamos leyendo esta letra aquí, esa persona, uh, um, I, don't, I don't know how you say survived, so, sobrevivió el, uh, el matar de los judíos de, de Alemania. Y, y, y uh, escribió esta letra a, al pueblo de Dios. Hace años. Y estaba hablando que en China estaban matando millones de personas. Y que la cosa más triste es que no estaban preparados lo que iba a pasar. Que porque muchos dijeron, no vas a pasar nada, no vas a pasar nada, vas a estar, nada te va a pasar. Y pasó cosas. How sad is that? How sad is it when you can tell somebody, don't go down that road because there's a cliff falling off and people just keep on falling off that cliff? Because they didn't heed to the warning. Then I write down and learn it by heart. When I was in a concentration camp, a camp where only 20% of women, listen to this, came out alive. She's a woman. We tried to cheer each other up by saying, nothing, listen to this, can be worse than today. That breaks my heart. That's how they cheered each other up. But we would find the next day was even worse. During this time, a Bible verse that I had committed to memory gave me great hope and joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part, evil is spoken of. But on your part, he is glorified. 1 Peter 3.14. I found myself saying, hallelujah. Because I am suffering. Jesus is glorified. You can read the full letter. It's a long letter. I, and I, I, again, if you want to search it, just put uh, Corey, which is C-O-R-R-I-E, 10, like the number 10, boom. And it's uh, B-O-O-M, survivor of the Holocaust, letter. And she describes a lot of things because she was seeing a lot of stuff. And so, brothers and sisters, as I was uh, studying and, and reading a little bit about the Word of God, and, and, and I'm compelled to, as, as she is, also to declare a couple of things, because, again, our, if our roots are, are, are penetrating the earth and our foundation is in establishing itself, then we will easily be moved. I don't want to be moved in difficult times. More than anything, I want things not to be, why is this happening? Because there enters confusion. There enters opinion. There enters mistakes. You know, you know, quiero ser confundido en estos tiempos, hermanos, con mi opinión. You know, quiero ser confundido que yo espero que alguien me va a enseñar algo que no es de la palabra de Dios. Pero si yo espero en Dios, Él me va a guiar en estos momentos. El Señor te puede guiar en estos momentos. God can guide you in these moments. And so I was, as we were reading here through Mark, now we're going to continue to read here on, on Mark uh, 
uh, verse 20 now, 13.20. And as we led up to here, we see all these challenges that are happening. But listen to what it says here. And except that the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh should be saved. But for the elect's sake, whom he hath chosen, not whom he hath removed, See, this is where the word of God really, and I love it. You know, if your heart's pricked, if you're, if you're not understanding what's going on, this is different, what would you know, then you really will engage and try to study it. And that's what I did. I, I've gotten offended before. I've gotten where this can't be right. And what did I have to do? I had to study it. More than anything, I had to open up my heart to be revealed it and not just allow my pride block it. So he says here that he will shorten the days for the elect's sake. Whom he hath chosen, he hath shortened the days. Verse 21. And then if any man shall say to you, Lo, here is Christ, or lo, he is there, believe him not. For false Christ and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders to seduce even, oh, if, to seduce if it were possible, even the elect. So, brother and sister, we're living in times where, again, it, 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 opinion, look at, I mean, if 1860, you can't tell me anything that was happening in 1860 in detail. But if it built itself up to that, then we just start to believe it. It becomes normal. No. Because we have something that's beyond 1860. We have a word of God that's beyond 1860. And it challenges us and it molds us and it shapes us. Verse 23. But take ye heed, behold, I have foretold you all things. But in those days, after that tribulation, it's a key word here. It's a key word here, so it's, we're going to let it marinate. You know, I don't, you guys like steak? I love steak. I like to cook steak. But sometimes there are people, pss, pss, pss. that's good steak too with sushi. It's seared, but I like that. And I'm the, you know, Felicity loves steak. You want to talk about steak? You want to have a conversation with steak? Talk to Felicity because she'll ask her brother what just to, she likes watching it because he just takes his time. Gabriel's just like throwing butter on it and just marinating it. Sometimes we read the word of God so fast that we don't give it time to. So whenever you guys ever see me do this, know what I'm doing, okay? We're marinating it. Because look how slow this is right here. We want to be slow in this. But in those days, what days? The days that he just referred to, what he just talked about. In those days after that tribulation that you're going to be hated, that you're going to be parents, you know, brothers and are going to turn in brothers, father, their sons, their fathers. After what he just referred to, the tribulation, the sun shall be darkened. Okay? And the moon shall not give her light. 
Okay, so now, 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 now we're in a place here, right? We're in a place here that we have gone through tribulation. The days have been shortened for who? The elect's sake. And now these are the signs. After the tribulation, the sun. Again, we read these three chapters here. You're going to find it here like that. We're not just staying here because some of y'all are like, well, what about over here? Some, I'm saying some of y'all. Maybe some people watching too. Well, what about over here where it says this or how about this? Or how about this little word right here? How about this period? Come on, I want to read the fullness of it. Don't get me on a period. Don't get me on a pronoun. Get me on what's the word of God. But it says here in verse 25, the stars of heaven shall fall and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. 26. And then, and then, and then. Did somebody say that with me? And then the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. It's there. The word of God is there. You see, you see, it's, I don't want to believe a fable. You guys know my fears, right? What's my fear? Oh, here he goes again about kayaks. Why'd you buy one then, Brother Gabe? I don't know. I don't know how to swim. Have I tested out my life jacket? No, I haven't. My daughter did for me. She didn't know I sent her out on a little. You want to use my life jacket? Hey, how did it work for you? Hey, did you survive it? Oh, you're back. You did survive it. But I want to know that something that's supposed to be protecting me is going to protect me. Not just believe it on a tag. How many of us feel that way? Nosotros queremos ser salvos de verdad, hermanos. No, no, no más de uh, un, un hablar o algo que hemos leído que no es de la Biblia. Para unos que creemos, que queremos creer algo que es bueno, no más que se oye bien. Yo no quiero pasar nada. ¿Cómo estamos pasando ahorita cosas, hermanos? Se está pasando ahorita, como dijo uh, el, 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 la letra que escribió esa mujer. Ya, ya ha pasado de 50 años. <clears throat> Han pasado estas cosas. So we want God to help us. We want God to, to support us. Amen. We turn here to Matthew because I want to I make sure we're staying here, but I'm also, we're also going to get into Matthew 24, 29. Immediately, so remember, we just read Mark 13, right? Mark 13 is where he talks about this. Now here is the Matthew chapter 24. Read it. Read Mark 13. What was the one in Luke? Ah, good job. Sister Tina gets an F, Elda. What did she tell me on Wednesday? I'll be here studying. We're praying for you, though, Sister Tina. Making sure you're feeling okay. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the power of heaven shall be shaken. Sounds the same like we just read, right? But this is Matthew saying it, verse 30. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. 
Keep on reading here. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. How do we get to this verse for the tribulation? Because <laughs> you read there, and after the tribulation, the sun will darken and the moon. But this verse right here seemed to have been translated differently. And again, this is where I, you know, God revealed to me. I mean, I want to have this hope, but I also want to be prepared. ¿Cómo este versículo, hermanos, aquí que dice la venida de Dios? ¿Cómo personas han cambiado que es antes de la tribulación? Y aquí dice, And the trumpet will sound, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. I, I, I want to understand. I want, I, I, I want God to open up our minds, and, and, and I want God to show us things because there's things in our lives that we are not aware of. There's things in our lives. Some of us might have even come here. We didn't really even know this. Like, okay, I've heard about it a little bit, but I really don't. I don't have a dog in that fight. Algunos aquí pueden decir, yo he oído de eso, pero yo no tengo opinión tanto de eso. Pero para entender, hermanos, que hay cosas que están el Uh, mundo religioso está enseñando que está animando que se enfría la iglesia. We understand that there's things being taught that are causing the church to wax cold. We don't want to do that. We want to be prepared. We want to be the church that God has called us to be. Amen. Praise the Lord. Second Thessalonians 2:10. Reads, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of truth that they may, might be saved. Verse 11. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. Uh oh. That they should believe a lie. Verse 12 that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, we've talked about Thessalonians before. I brought a message about Paul's time there. And a verse that is commonly used is in 1 Thessalonians 4. And yet they don't use the reference of why Paul was there in Thessalonians and the question that was asked to them. The question that was asked to Paul there was, tell us a little bit about death because we have people that are dying. They had no idea about death. So everybody takes and uses a verse that we're going to read here in a little bit out of context, not seeing the full passage where Paul's explaining when Christ comes, the order. And they just take that one and they say, oh, you see it right there? Look at it. No, no, no. But it's still, even if you read it, it doesn't make sense from that standpoint. So we got to understand the full context of it. Why don't we go in and read it? Brother, brother you have 1 Thessalonians 4. Praise the Lord. Amen. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. 
Verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Now listen to that. So again, this is where people want to get confusing with it, but they don't understand the full context of what's being asked of Paul at that moment is explained to us, Paul. What happens after death? Because we have people that have died and there's a void in us. We don't know what to do. You remember that these were people that weren't raised in the church. These were people that were raised in, in, uh, in, in Greek mythology type of worshiping and they had their own beliefs of ways what happened their own sacrifice to sacrifices to death. And yet they're hungry and they're interested. And Paul says, well, let me tell you something. I'm going to reveal something to you. That we're not all going to sleep in that day. That a great trumpet's going to sound. And first, those that are dead will meet. And for us, we're going to read it here in a little bit. We will be transformed from the same from this corruptible body to something that's incorruptible. And I like, you know, I like that the, the word of God is clear in its explanations. If we turn to 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Hermanos, si hay mucho opinión, hay mucho deseo que todos se sienten bien en cosas, pero estamos viviendo en tiempos, hermanos, donde no se siente bien a ver cosas. ¿Te sentiste bien esa semana viendo lo que pasó? Sí, te, sí está pasando ese sufrimiento ahorita. Pero gracias a Dios que Él tiene el amor para la iglesia. El soporte. Did you feel good this week? After seeing what you saw? No. Could you explain it? No. Did it sadden you? Yes. Should it have surprised you? No. Because the word of God is telling us that these days are evil. And we are in evil days. Where people instantly start to take opinions and feel the minds of people with their opinions. And no, we're not going to be vulnerable that way. We're going to follow the word of God and be established in the word of God. I want to be established on something that's solid. I'm not going to be moved. But yes, I can be saddened. Just like Jesus was sad. But I can also say, God, give us the strength in this time for understanding. If we read 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we all, but we shall all be changed. In a moment in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead, uh, dead shall be raised incorruptible. And we that ain't dead, Paul considered himself at that time as he's saying it, he's writing it, and we shall be changed. 
Why do we need to be changed? Because what we have with us right now is not what we're taking with us. And we got to understand that this incorruptible, verse 53 as it reads, for this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal, listen to that. This mortal, this body must put on immortality. You see, though we don't want to believe it or not, there's a clock that started when you were born that eventually ends. Paul had no idea what that clock was for him. But he knew he was in God's hands. We could think and we could desire and we can say, it's never going to happen. This would never happen. The saddest thing is, is that there's parents not expecting that or having to bury their children. You don't want to tell me God's real? You don't want to tell me that God can tremble, God can bring something? God can shake your world. You don't want to tell me that? God can. That's why I'd rather be prepared and my heart be prepared with the knowledge of God instead of the opinion of man. Help me, God, because I want to understand. I want to understand because, as I mentioned before, that through the church history, this is not supported because it started in 1850, around that time. You can look it up, the people that I mentioned. But yet it was injected. And, and, and I wrote down this note right here. Why would, the world, why would God take the church out of the world if the world needs the church? You could use logic, right? <laughs> we got to remove what's needed. This is the contrary logic, right? And, and why would the church be teaching what it is to not endure, what it is not to prepare yourself? Why would we who need to endure to be saved at the end not preach that, not teach that? there's going to be sufferment. Yes, from a young child, I understood this, and, and I was uh, raised in a church, and I saw things that shocked me, and I was like, whoa, this, could ha- this is going to happen, and there's more to the tribulation side of it. We didn't get into the tribulation side of it. We, we scratched the surface of it, and there's a lot to be spoken of the tribulation side of it to prepare ourselves. And, and I like this note right here. Someone wrote here, it says, his followers would not be taken out of the world, rather that they have the strength to endure. It was a prayer, as we, as we read her note. It was a prayer that Jesus himself would soon face with the cross in front of him. He asked his father for another way. But he said, let it be your will, not mine, if it's your will. And in response, he realized that he needed to trust in the process. 
because he knew that he had been called for. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, if we find ourselves not understanding and not knowing why this is a false doctrine, you know, believing that the rapture comes before the great tribulation, we're not preparing each other to endure, endure and strengthen ourselves. And that's our most challenging thing as a body. So I ask you this morning, as I mentioned on Wednesday, to take this upon yourself to study it, to research it, to illuminate yourself. Ask God to show you such a critical, important thing. Some can say, well, you know, I'm old. I'm probably not going to see it. Man, do you have a lot of little ducklings behind you? Because there's generations that are behind you. That if they're not ready for it, how sad is that? Just because we didn't have the energy to discuss it, to mention it. So it is a challenge to ourselves. I'm going to leave you with this. I'm going to ask the musicians to pass on up here. Matthew 24, 13. Te voy a dejar con esto, hermanos. Es importante que estamos hablando. Yo sé que no hablé mucho de español porque era bien delicado la cosa, pero voy a hablar mañana, hermana Cindy. Que van a escuchar en el radio, voy a hablar de esto. ¿Por qué? Porque la iglesia ha sido engañado de cosas. Ha, ha creído en cosas que, 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 que son di, diabólicos. Diabólicos. Opiniones de hombres, de sentir. Yo me siento, yo me siento, yo me siento. Hay muchas religiones que han comenzado, comenzado con yo me siento. You know, there's a lot of religions that have been started with, I have a feeling. God spoke to me. That's why the word of God says, prepare yourself for this. Because I want God to show me, show me. And there's more, there's a lot more. We, again, we only have a little bit of time here, right? You know, the radio has been a blessing because we continue to mention stuff about it. We continue to talk about stuff. But sometimes, again, we scratch the surface and we, and we can get into something a little bit more in detail. So God bless everyone that tunes in to the program, that tunes into the radio. God bless the ministries that are here. It requires and it takes prayer, amen? But I want to leave you with this verse right here, Matthew 24, 13. But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. What is that end that we must endure to? Why does it matter? We just need to be prepared. If our end could be today, everything that you're just holding yourself on and saying, nope, it's not the way it is. At the end of the day, we're going to all be in front of our maker, in front of judgment. Amen? Qué importante es, hermanos, que nosotros preparamos nuestros corazones para el día que vamos a estar enfrente del Señor. Eso no es opinión, eso es la verdad. Que todos nosotros vamos a estar enfrente del Señor. We are all going to be in front of our Creator. Amen? Well, we've got a special little guest here. Karina, your family, if you want to come up here, 
we would like to present the newest, what did I just say right now, pollito, to the family here. I was talking to Brother Juan right before I came up here, and we'd like to introduce, what was her name again? Jasmine, that's right. How could I have forgotten that? Why don't the family pass on up here? Don't be scared. You guys are all want the prayer for her. Let's all come up here with Karina. Look at the look Karina by yourself. Do they have one? Come on, mom. Tell them, Karina. Everybody, come on up here. All, all, everybody, if you can. As a church, we're gonna pray, man. Ooh, new car smell. Be honest, Karina. How often are you? All the time, right? Smelling that freshness. At Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> oh my goodness! Let's see if we can get. It. I'm gonna. I'm the. I'm the camera guy. I can do it. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. You got. Some people here are scared sometimes to, to do work and, nah, just, jump into it. Amen. The work of the Lord never ends. <laughs> Look at those eyes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what was Jesus telling you? It's from your mother's womb. Oh, man, if we could just only understand how powerful God is. Hi. How you been? Good? All right. It's sad, and it's, it's sad to see what happened this week, to know that. It breaks my heart when you see the, how beautiful a family is, how beautiful God is, and how he establishes. But we got to pray, brothers and sisters, because this is real. What we're talking about is real. God's love is real also, and his protection is real, and his healing and his strength. Amen. That's right. Oh, I love those little smiles. Who knows what they're thinking about, right? How many times do you think about that, Karina, as they're dreaming and they're smiling and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> are you getting that? She knows already what to do. She knows how to put that una daga in the corazón there. We're going to pray for the family. We're going to pray that God continues to heal and restore and, and that we can trust in him and believe in him before it's too late. Let's pray, brothers and sisters. Lord Jesus, we come before you in this beautiful family, Lord, that you've established. This child that you've brought into the earth, Lord, we're so grateful, Father, for your promises, Lord, that you've established your promises, Lord, of filling up this world, Lord. We ask right now, Lord, that whatever you've spoken into her heart, into her mind, whatever you said, Jesus, those precious words be fulfilled. Strengthen those words, Lord Jesus. Bring light in her path. I ask for her family, Lord Jesus, that they continue to seek you, Lord, and 
understand you more, though there's difficulties, though there's hurt, Jesus, though there's, this, there's been pain, Father. At this moment, Jesus, that just overwhelms how good you are, overtakes everything, Jesus. This moment, this gift, overtakes everything, Jesus. All the hurt that's come in their lives that you remove with a smile, with a laugh. We ask that you just protect Jasmine and her family, Lord. It's you, Lord, that we just ask you to be her God. And bless this family. We thank you, Jesus, for this promise of protection and love. In the name of Jesus, amen. Woo! Thank you. Very beautiful. Congratulations. God is good, brothers and sisters. I tell you one thing that, you know, there's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of thoughts that start to come in our lives. A lot of confusion can come into our lives as we were talking about the word, you know, this past Wednesday and today. And there's a lot of things that, you know, just, it's just a, it's a river. It's a, it's a, it's a storm. But what's exciting is when God starts to show you that he has not forsaken you. What's beautiful is when God starts to reveal and open our eyes to things. And as the title was, you know, about God opening up our eyes and preparing our hearts to receive things, <clears throat> our desire has to be, God, I'm here. God, reveal yourself to me. Heal what you need to heal, Father. Get to the places that you need to get to. Why don't we all pass? Who wants to pass on up? And we're going to just pray to God. We're going to ask God just to continue to work in our lives. And, and I'm grateful for uh, for Jasmine and the new Sanchez family member here. My hermano Juan that got the chance to see this, got to see this in his life. For Oscar and Valerie. The moment said, you guys need that, right? We, we, needed, a, we needed a win, huh? <laughs> As grandparents, we needed a win. Every once in a while, we need a win. For Karina, that's, you know, could be up and down in things in her life and just like, woo! Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God is good. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Let's continue to meditate on the losses this week. The Carrasco family. The families in Uvalde. And let's just meditate on what God is asking us to do in this moment. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Father. We're so grateful, Lord, for your mercy, your grace, your understanding, your love, Jesus. Your mercy, Father, your mercy, Jesus. I ask that your mercy, Father, right now reign on us, that your mercy heal this land, Jesus. Your mercy, Father, your mercy, Jesus. Right now, as hate, as uh, confusion wants to continue to grow, Jesus, we ask that your mercy grow, Father. Your love is shown, Jesus. Your forgiveness is shown, Jesus. That the church doesn't remove that from itself, Lord. To trust in you, believe in you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus, for your love. We thank you for this gift that you've given us of your salvation, Jesus. Wrath shouldn't come out of our mouth, Lord. We should not be judges to what's happening here, Father, because that is your role, Father. I ask, Father, right now that you just pour love in our lives, Lord, so we can be a reflection of what you came and showed us in your salvation. 
Heal us, Lord. Heal us, Father, from anything that's religious. We want to trust in you, Father. Queremos confiar en ti, Señor, y tu amor, Señor. En esos momentos que es difíciles, que queremos tener la ira, Señor. Queremos tener el enojo, Señor. Pero ahorita en ese momento, Señor, queremos más de ti en nuestras vidas para enseñar qué es el propósito de un cristiano de sufrir en estos tiempos. Pero sabiendo que tenemos las fuerzas de ti, Señor, el amor de ti, Señor. What is the role of the Christian, Father? We do suffer. We suffer in tribulation, Father. And I ask, Lord, that you continue to prepare the church. Prepare us, Father. Prepare us, Father, for these difficult times that are ahead. That they are not a surprise, Lord. But that we are prepared and we continue to prepare those around us. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your goodness, Jesus. We thank you, Father. You've been so good to us, Father. We lift up our praise to you, Jesus. We lift up our prayers to you, Father, in gratefulness, Lord. But I ask, Lord, for those of us, Father, that are struggling, for those of us that are carrying a burden, Father, meet them there, Jesus, at that burden. Remove that burden from them, Jesus. Whatever it is, Father, many close to them don't even know, Jesus, but you do. Meet them there, Father. We thank you, Father, for everything, Jesus. We ask that you also bless the food that we're going to receive, Father. The food that we receive through your word, Father, but the food that's been prepared, bless the hands, Lord, and we're grateful, Father, for this ministry. We're grateful for the dedication of our brothers and sisters. We may be small in number, Father, but we are big because you are in front of us. Thank you, Jesus, for your protection and your love. Continue to guide us, Father. Continue to protect our children. Protect us in our jobs, Father. That we leave here with new purpose and understanding, Father, as we got closer to you today. We ask this all in your precious and mighty name, in the name of Jesus, amen.